In 1999, a problem play of the future by William Churchill DeMille. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Jean, a New York woman, read by Wendy Katzhiller. Rollo, her husband. Read by Thomas Peter. Florence, their friend. Read by Tricia G. Stage directions. Read by Todd. Scene. Jean's apartment in New York. Time. Early evening, October, 1999 A.D. Scene. A handsomely furnished apartment. Door to bedroom, right. Door to hall, left. Sofa, up left. Hat rack, back left, with Rollo's cap hanging on it. Small table right, with easy chairs right and left of it. Ashtray, match safe, and sewing basket, filled with the usual fittings, on table. Other furniture, as desired, hangings, etc. Discovered. At rise, Rollo is discovered, seated in an easy chair left of table. He is a man of about thirty, dressed in evening clothes, with large bows on his patent leather pumps. He has been sewing. He is folding up a small garment, presumably for a child. Takes another, in the process of making, from the basket. Business of using emery, putting on thimble, knotting thread. Sews quietly. Jean, from inside room right. Rollo! Yes, dear? What time is it? Rollo, looking at watch on wrist. Quarter to eight, dear. Pause, during which Rollo sews quietly on. Rollo! Yes, dear? Did you sew that button on my coat? Of course, dear. Pause. Rollo continues to sew quietly. Rollo! Yes, dear? Where's my cigarette case? Under the bed, dear. A growl from the bedroom. The baby was playing with it. I didn't like to ask Patrick to look for it. He's so touchy this week, and the housework has been heavy. Jean emerges from the room right. She is a small woman of thirty-two, in evening dress, wrap over arm. Jean, above table. Housework heavy, eh? Well, what the devil do I pay that boy Patrick for? Crosses the sofa, throws wrap on it. It's very hard to get anyone for domestic service, Jean. The boys all prefer the department stores. Jean, crossing above right table. They're getting too damned independent. Rollo shocked at damned. You must have had a hard day downtown, dear. Yes, business is rotten. Lighting a cigarette. I'm getting tired of waiting for that wave of prosperity. Ha! Last year everyone said... Wait for 1999. The tariff will reduce the price of food. Yes, and the cost of living will go down. Well, 1999 is almost over, and we're still waiting. Don't be discouraged, dear. I'm sure times will be better. But I've been economizing. Showing the garment he has been sewing. See? I've almost finished little Rollo's. Yes. Rollo's getting to be quite a big boy now, isn't he? Let's see. How old is he? Eleven months. 
So he is. So he is. But I'll be late. Crossing to sofa. You going out? Yes. Some of the girls at the club. Oh. You promised to take me to see Bernhardt and Ophelia. Did I? He nods. Well, I'm sorry, dear, but a matter of business came up, and... Anyhow, Bernhard's getting old. Yes, but this is her farewell performance, and... Now, for heaven's sake, Rollo, don't worry about it. I say I can't take you, and that's all there is to it. Well, you never spend an evening at home anymore. It's been weeks since we've had a cozy chat together. That's the New York life. I can't help it. A woman's got to see other women. She has to keep in touch with the world, and the club is the place where... Frollo, bitterly. Jean turns away, bored and annoyed after first words. The club. Always the club. And what about me? Your husband. I have no club to go to. I sit here, night after night, waiting for you to come home. If you do come home, waiting, trying to pretend I'm not lonely, but I am. I am lonely, Jean, lonely and unhappy. Sinks, crushed, in chair, breaks down and hides face in hands. Jean, under her breath. Hell. To Rollo. Now look here, Rollo. Don't be unreasonable. You've got the child to amuse you. Ha! <laughs> unreasonable. I suppose it's unreasonable to want to see something of my wife. Unreasonable to ask some return for the freedom I gave up when I married you. That's always the way. A man gives everything. The woman nothing. Jean, crossing thoughtfully to left, turns, crossing halfway back to right looking at Rollo closely. Rollo, are you sure you have given up everything so completely? What do you mean? Jean, crossing further right, looking fixedly at Rollo. I mean... Florence. She's been coming here a good deal lately. Rollo, tossing his head defiantly. Well, what of it? Only this. Your name and hers have been connected too often. It's been going around the club that since she made her money. But I won't repeat the rumors. Rollo, trying to conceal his agitation. Why shouldn't you? Unless you believe them. Jean, down to Rollo, looking into his eyes. No, I don't believe them. But be careful, Rollo. Everyone knows you cared for her once. Crossing left. Ha! A schoolboy fancy. But if it were true, if I still cared for her, well, why shouldn't I? It's a man's right to have a certain amount of attention. It's for you to be careful, Jean, not to drive me by your neglect to the point where I must turn elsewhere for sympathy. Turns away and seats himself. That's all. Jean, crossing back of table, extinguishing cigarette on stand on table. It's useless you're making a scene. Angrily crossing back of table to chair right of it, stands. 
We've been all over this before. Rollo turns pleadingly to Jean. Your child hardly knows its mother, Jean, and... Coquettishly. Tell me, have I lost my beauty? Am I less attractive now than when you married me? Jean, bored, stands right of table. No, of course not. Why can't you understand that married life can't be one long honeymoon? I'm no different from other women. Leans over table to Rollo, patting cheek. You're morbid. That's what the trouble is. Rollo, bitter sarcasm. Morbid? Well, why don't you go? Whatever happens, don't be late for the club. Jean, irritably, crossing up left across front to sofa, picks up coat. Very well. Opens door. Pauses. Over shoulder. I'll try to be home early. But don't wait up for me. Turns and exits left. Rollo sits looking into space. Then his eyes fall on the little garment, and he buries his face in it. The doorbell, off stage, rings left. Rollo, excited, half-whisper. Florence. Chokes back sobs. Recovers with a defiant toss of head. Rises. Goes to mirror, back center. Florence knocks on door left. Rollo hurriedly removes traces of his grief, arranges tie, smooths hair. Florence knocks again. Come in. Florence opens door, stands revealed. Florence is a handsome woman of about thirty, wearing evening dress. Rollo, up center, starts at sight of her. Florence. Florence, coming in and rushing toward him from door. Rollo. Rollo starts away from her, shrinks back towards chair left of table. What's the matter? You shouldn't have come. Florence, standing, in suspense, at left. Why not? Rollo, in frightened gasp. She has begun to suspect. Who? Your wife? Rollo nods. Yes. Sinks in chair, left of table. Florence starts, annoyed rather than dismayed. Then, resolutely, Well, it had to come sooner or later. You're not happy. Rollo. Rollo, voice choked with emotion. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm quite, quite happy. Breaks down and sobs. Oh, I know you say you are, but I can see. She neglects you. Rollo looks at her in dumb assent. And I've come tonight to tell you that things can't go on like this. Rollo, faintly. Like this? Yes, it was all a mistake. You should have married me, but of course I was poor. Rollo turns to protest. But... Oh, I'm not blaming you. A man must marry a woman who can make him comfortable. And if Jean had treated you well, I'd have taken my medicine like a woman. But she hasn't. And in spite of all our care, rumor has begun to connect our names. Rollo, broken and sobbing, face in hands. That is why you mustn't come here any more. Florence, crossing to beside Rollo's chair, left of table. And what will you do with your life? 
Rollo bows head on table. Florence crosses to behind his chair. No, if rumor has begun to work, then the time has come to justify it. Standing behind chair, puts arms around Rollo's shoulders from back. You know I love you, dear. Draws Rollo into her arms. There's never been any other man in my life. Why should we both lose life's happiness because of a foolish mistake? Rollo, brokenly turning to Florence. Don't. Don't tempt me, Florence. I've done myself tonight. I'm unstrung. I... I can't fight you. Breaks away from embrace. I ought to order you to leave my house after what you said. Florence, standing back of Rollo's chair. But you won't, Rollo. You won't. And the reason is... Draws Rollo back into her arms. That you know I'm right. No. No, you're wrong. Breaking away from embrace. But you're so strong that I'm only a man. Bows head in hands, miserably. Florence sits on arm of Rollo's chair. That's not it, dear. You love me. Rollo attempts denial. Yes, you do. And you're wasting your life trying to deny that love. But it won't be denied. It's nature calling upon us to right the wrong that has been done her. Come. Rises and takes Rollo's hand. Helps him to feet. Leads him to left. Come, let me take you away. We'll go to Italy until the fuss has blown over. Rollo breaks away from her, over to chair right of table. Florence is left standing thwarted near door left. No. No. Oh, go, please. Please go. Sinks in chair right of table. Florence stares fixedly at Rollo. Dramatically crosses back of table to Rollo, seated in chair right of table. Seats herself on arm of chair. When I go, you'll come with me. Rollo turns from her, lays head in hands on table. You've never seen Venice, have you, dear? Rollo, rapturously. Venice. Yes, we'll see it together. Cheek to cheek. And out there, in our gondola, with the lights and music around us, and the wavelets lapping underneath, we'll dream away these last dead years, until there's nothing left but the present, ourselves, and love. Rollo, closing his eyes in ecstasy. Ah, it would be beautiful, but... Leans away from Florence's arms. And you've never known love. How could you when I had the key to your heart? But we'll unlock love's treasure chest and read life's meaning in each other's arms. Rollo, raising clasped hands pleadingly. And you love me and protect me? Leans head trustingly against Florence. Florence, tenderly, sweetly, caressing Rollo's hair. Always, always. Half rising. I'll shield you with my life. Rises, holds Rollo's hand. Come, dear, come. Leads Rollo left. In passing table, Rollo's hand touches little garment. He stops. Stung to realization, agonized at parting. Shows garment to her. 
She turns away. He sinks into chair left of table, to which he staggers. Buries head in hands in little garment, which he still retains. Florence crosses to him. Takes garment gently away from under face. Rollo gasps sob as she draws it out. Florence crosses back of table and drops it on it. Back to Rollo in chair. Come, dear, come. Helps him to rise. They take a few steps. Pause. Stand at arm's length. Then, as if hypnotized, slowly fall into each other's arms. As they stand thus clasped, Jean throws open the door, left, on the threshold, horrified. Rollo sees her first, breaks away from Florence's arms. Florence, with back to Jean, but realizing who it is. Jean! Jean, about to strike, then controlling herself, in a tense, unnatural, calm voice. Well! Florence, controlling herself, holding Rollo's hand protectingly, as Rollo crouches, in fear, beside chair left. There's nothing to be said. You see how it is. Jean, grimly. Yes, I see. Quietly. I trusted you, Florence. Florence drops her eyes. And I trusted him. Forgive my saying so, Jean, but a man needs more than trust. You could have prevented this, but now it's too late. Yes, it's too late. Starting towards her. Damn you! Rollo, throwing himself between. Jean! Jean throws him to the floor. Don't touch me! Takes step as if to strike him as he lies there. Controlling herself, standing over him. How long have you been her... her... master? Rollo, with a moan, grovels on the floor. Florence, crossing to Jean and stepping over Rollo. Don't blame him, Jean. I swear I never touched his lips till tonight. Jean stares at her doubtfully. Oh, I tried, but your neglect has finally done what my love alone would have failed to do. To Rollo on floor, half kneeling. Come, Rollo. Jean throws Florence away from Rollo, gets between her and Rollo. Yes, go with her. That shall be your punishment. Go with her. I won't prevent you. Soon your beauty will fade and she'll tire of you. And then you'll begin to sink. And then the life of shame. And then the river. Pointing to floor. Now go. Crossing front to right of table. Florence crosses to coat, gets cigarette case from it, seats herself on arm of sofa, contemptuously listening, cigarette in hand. Rollo, bitterly, half crawling across floor to chair left of table. How easy it is to be just, with your woman's justice. You say I've broken my marriage vow. Well, what of your own? You promised to love and protect me, and you haven't done it. It's the old story. One law for the woman, another for the man. Oh, I know what you'll say. Custom. Always custom. One member of the household must be pure and spotless. Yes, but why must it be the man? Tell me that. 
why must it be the man jean turns to rollo stern contempt civilization decrees it and custom demands it the laws of society were not made by you or me they are stronger than we are lifting two fingers on high because they are founded on wisdom and logic rollo in broken passionate appeal yes but it's pretty hard on a man who makes one false step to be damned forever cast out as a thing unclean while you women can go your own way committing sin after sin and no one thinks the worst of you jean scoffing and bitter the usual paltry excuses the cry of the libertine forever seeking to justify his crime i've told you i'm through with you now go rollo rises pleadingly to jean who stares and points to door unforgiving rollo staggers blindly sobbing over to hat-rack takes cap suddenly remembers the child looks to bedroom door right goes frantically across stage to jean standing hard at table but our child you'll let me see jean extending arm barring his way you are not fit go rollo starts back as if struck then sobbing goes to florence waiting for him with extended hand she leads him out he goes off ahead of her she pauses at door turns head to jean gives a contemptuous laugh over shoulder exits jean stands in front of table staring at vacancy puts hand back of her to table touches little garment starts clutches it staring at it in terrified misery our child my poor little fatherless boy what can i tell him when he asks where his father is for now i shall never never be sure that rollo was his father <laughs> stands sobbing face buried in little garment curtain end of in nineteen ninety nine a problem play of the future by william churchill de mill